Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose Dose of Wicked. How's it going, y'all? Thank you for joining us on another Wednesday. Can't believe you're all here yet again. What joy it brings us. So much joy. First order of business. Uh, Hoax Pokes 2 dropped last week. Did you watch it, Ashley? (sighs) No, I haven't because I've been busy. Yeah, I know. But you know what I'm going to do on Saturday? I'm going to spend all day. I'm going to watch Hocus Pocus 1, double feature Hocus Pocus 2 with popcorn with your kids. Oh, are you? Yeah. They've already seen them both. Making them watch them again. I thought you were going bowling on Saturday. Oh, yeah, we are. Well, I'll do it sometime this weekend. Okay. And why will you be having my children this weekend? Because something that doesn't pertain to the podcast, my husband, who doesn't even listen to our podcast ever, let me just tell you, happy nine-year anniversary to you, my lovely husband, because when this airs, it will be our anniversary. October 5th, 2013. When you got the best thing that ever happened to you, babe. <laughs> you say so. Anyway, all weekend, my children will be with you, mom and dad, and it's going to be a great weekend. All right, moving on to things that pertain to the podcast. Most important business, uh, we have a new Patreon member joining us on the level of the Extraordinarily Wicked. Brandy Coble. Yeah, girl. Woo woo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo woo. <laughs> Such a weirdo. <laughs> We're so excited for you to be a patroni. A pepperoni patroni. And you haven't done so yet, Brandy. So go on in there and you request yourself a case, you sweet little love muffin. Any case you want. Any case you damn well please. Uh, speaking of Patreon requests, we have two requests on deck from our beautiful Patreon members. And we just want to let you know that this episode is not going to be one of them. No. So Ashley's been moving, as many of you know, since we told you last week. We've been trying to move Ashley. So we've been super busy. Took us a long time to get all of her crap packed because she's a shopaholic. And a procrastinator. And I didn't pack anything until three (laughs) days before I was supposed to move. True that, true that. So, with that being said, we did not want to cover one of the Patreon cases this week because we felt they deserved more attention than we had the time to give them. So, for lack of, uh, I don't know how on to word that, um, we pretty much just didn't want to do a crappy job on them. So, we wanted to make sure that we gave them the attention they needed. So, since they were cases that we didn't really, weren't super familiar with, we decided to hold those off until we had time. So, next week for sure, we'll be doing one, and then hopefully the week after. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan, We just man. want to do the best for you. Yeah, we just want to give you the best we can. And unfortunately, with Ashley's procrastination, it was impossible. Sorry, guys. All right, next order of business. Do you guys like it when I say business, or does it annoy you? I don't know. It's probably annoying. Kind of annoys me. <laughs> I think it's fun. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we got a contest going on. Ashley, take it away. That contest ends on October 11th, so if you want to join, you make sure you get on in there. You can win a item of our Weekly Dose of Wicked merch. You can find how to enter that contest on Facebook and Instagram. So go follow those pages. Like it up. How do you find our Instagram? Uh, weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked. True that. True that. How do you find our Facebook? Weekly Dose of Wicked. 
Or you can go to facebook.com forward slash weekly dose of Wiccan. Oh, whatever. Just go. Just type it in. Just search it. It'll come up. All right. Last order of business. <sighs> I've tried the nice way. So all I have left is to threaten you. Give us a review or I'm going to jolly whop you. We're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Please give us a review on Apple Podcast. And also, if you're not yet, follow us. Like, if you listen, but you don't have us followed, you need to do that. Because then it will inform you when we have new episodes up. Apparently, we have a lot of engaged listeners who don't actually follow the podcast. Kind of disappointing. Yeah, subscribe to that shit. Yeah, so subscribe, follow, like, give us reviews, give us ratings, all that fun stuff. So that we can soar the clouds with our podcast. And we can get those, what are they, author buttons? No, host buttons. Host buttons. And also maybe then we can make some money off our podcast and then I can buy new mics. So I have to edit out all your background noise that you make. I'm sorry. It's fine. I have restless body syndrome. I'm aware. All right. Any other fun announcements? Are we ready to jump on in too? I think that's it. All right. Well, let's go then. All righty. So this week's case is on Kelly Bullwinkle. Do you know her? Ooh, I like, I don't, but I like that name. Yeah, it's a fun name. Makes me think of that cartoon. I think it's called Bullwinkle. Yeah, with the moose? Yeah, oh, maybe moose. Bullwinkle. Is that what it's called? I mean, he's a moose named Bullwinkle. I didn't know that was his name. I thought it was a similar name. But anyways, it doesn't matter. It's a moose. Bullwinkle J. Moose. That's his name. Bullwinkle J. Moose. <laughs> okay, thank you for that random, unuseless knowledge. The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. That's the name of the show. Yeah. All right, continue. No relation to Bullwinkle, the cartoon character, right? Uh, no. Not okay. at all. Okay. Nope. So on September 13th of 2003, Kelly Bullwinkle went into work at Baker's Restaurant in Redlands, California. After her shift, her friend Amy Locus was planning to come over to her house to hang out. Amy showed up to Kelly's home, but she never answered the door, which was super weird since they had plans. It was really unusual for Kelly to not follow through with her plans. Um, after a couple more days, no one saw Kelly, and she was reported missing on September 15th. What year was this again? 2003. 2003, September 15, 2003. Okay, I was 11. Let's go. <laughs> I was not 11. I was 7. Yep, that was the day before your birthday. Oh, yeah, it was. So I was not. I was 6. Yeah, I was 10. All right, doesn't matter. Nobody cares about us. Go. <laughs> no, they don't. Anyways, so Kelly was born on June 8th, 1985. She was an only child and was raised by her single mother, Diana. She was in the Coast Guard. Because of this, Diana was often traveling and working a lot. So Kelly was kind of left on her own, didn't have a lot of supervision. Um, in 2003, when Kelly was a senior, they moved to Redlands, California for her mother's job. She was a little different than most kids her age. She was very free-spirited, spunky, carefree. She loved horses, played the clarinet, and lettered in track. She was also known for wearing different wigs. That was like her signature style, wearing like colorful wigs. Oh, okay. And she just kind of had a hard time fitting in in high school. As most people do. Most people. High school is a horrible time. Horrible time in your life. So after moving to Redlands, she did meet one friend. Her name was Kinsey Nordman. Nordman, I guess is how you say that. And she fell into Kinsey's um, close-knit group of friends. Kinsey was also known for her free spirit, just like Kelly. At one time, Kinsey was one of the most popular girls in school. She was outspoken, spunky, a natural-born leader. She was very involved in clubs. She was always helping out um, people with causes of the underdog. She once led a really large petition at her school to add vegetarian lunch options. She loved attention and often tried to make herself the center of everything and loved having power. During Kinsey's sophomore year, things started to change. 
Her personality became different. She started dressing different. She took on that more gothic look, which was very popular in the early 2000s. She wore dark clothes, dark makeup. She even started to have kind of a sinister sense of humor, which she thought she was just being kind of funny. But a lot of her classmates regarded her as just being a mean girl. Um, that's when she had met Damien Giaro. Damien was often described as tall, dark, and handsome. But he was very mysterious and arrogant as well. Kinsey and Damien um, quickly became the best of friends, and they were inseparable. Many of their classmates said it was kind of a strange bond that they couldn't describe. It was almost like they were completely dependent on each other. They were obsessed with darkness, movies, and shows about murder and death, especially a movie called Natural Born Killers. Have you ever watched that? No. So apparently it was like super popular in the early 2000s. It came out in like, I would think it said 94 is when it came out. Not positive of that, but sometime in the 90s. And then it gained like a cult following in the early 2000s. It was like super popular. It's about these like teenagers that are natural born killers. They murder people. They have like this weird, I've never like actually seen the movie, so I'm not sure, but they have like this weird like relationship. They end up like killing these the first people they ever kill they like exchange rings in the movie to like um like a pact not to tell anybody i'm not really sure i haven't actually watched the movie that was just like the oh maybe i did see it you have seen it i don't know if i've definitely seen it but it's got woody harrelson in it and robert downey jr so like i'm looking at like pictures and it looks very familiar so i don't know yeah, like I said, super popular in the early 2000s, so it wouldn't surprise me if you watched it. Uh, I mean, in the early 2000s, I would have been a very young child. My dad never would have let me watch something like that. Um, They wouldn't have, but you would have snuck and done it anyways. I would not have. I was a perfect child. <laughs> okay. I would not have done that as a 10 or 11-year-old. I mean, no. I mean, maybe. No. Don't you remember that one time we spent the night at Aunt Sue's when she let us watch Lord of the Rings? Yes. And I came home and told Mom we watched a super scary movie and it was called The Ring and she lost her mind, but it wasn't. It was Lord of the Rings. I never would have done that. I never would have betrayed them like that. (laughs) I don't know. You definitely would have a couple years later, though. No, I wouldn't have. I was a perfect child until the age of 18. That is not true. Mom and Dad listen to this podcast. Shut up. Anyways. So a lot of people, like, really criticized them for their love of, like, death and darkness and all of that stuff, but... I feel like all of us here are obsessed with true crime. So is it really that much different? Uh, I guess it depends on what they're doing with their obsession. Like, I think that most of us here are not necessarily obsessed with, like, the act of killing, but, like, we're obsessed with, like, the psych of it. Right. So I guess it would depend. I'm going to have to hear what they're doing before I make a judgment of if they're in our group or not. Well, that's really it. They're just, like, watching creepy movies there. Okay, well, I mean, yeah. First of all, mind your business. Who cares what they're doing? (laughs) I agree. So Damien had a girlfriend. Her name was Elodie Romero, which I think is super creepy. So he had a girlfriend. Her name's Elodie. But then he has this weird best friend bond relationship with Kinsey. Mm-hmm. I think that's super strange. So Damien and Elodie had that very cliche on again, off again relationship. When they were off, they would spend time with other people. Damien mainly was spending time with other girls, but it didn't really bother Elodie because he always came back to her. Okay. Once Kelly was brought into this group, the four of them all became quickly inseparable. They spent all of their time together. How old were they? Um, The youngest one was like a sophomore and the oldest one was a senior. They were all in high school. Okay. So they were like 16, 17, 18. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's pretty normal, you know? Yeah. I think it's pretty standard high school. BS. Bull squash. Yes. The whole time I was like looking at this case, I was like, man, I'm so glad I'm not a teenager anymore. That was an awful time. Okay, but real, real talk. Uh, High school, adulthood. Yeah. (laughs) I'd rather go back to high school, to be honest. Not because it was enjoyable. 
in the least bit because I hated it. But I think I hate being an adult more. See, but I had that nice middle ground where you did not. You went from high school to adult. True. I went from high school to college to adult. So when I was in college, I wasn't really responsible because I didn't really have to be. I mean, I so that was wonderful. I would go back to college, definitely. Yeah. But high school sucked. I feel that. High school sucked. I mean, it was awful for me as well. But So it's just an awkward age. Not a fun time. I'd go to that two years in between high school and having a baby. Yeah. See, that's what I'm those, saying. Those were good times. <laughs> not really, though. That's when I was dirt poor. Sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Sometimes not even on a mattress, just on the floor. So no, I don't know. I'd go back to the age of 10. That'd be nice. Catching fireflies. No cares in the world. Eating honeysuckles. Yeah, earlier I told dad, he was like complaining about whatever. And I was like, yeah, it really sucks being an adult. Would have been real nice if you would have prepared me for this shit. <laughs> Definitely could have prepared us a little better. No. Made us not think that the world was rainbows and butterflies. Yeah, no. That's what they did, for sure. Mom and dad made everything <laughs> look so easy, like a cakewalk. Yeah, when it's not. It hits you in the face. Yeah. Jolly wops your ass. I really regret ever showing you that TikTok. <laughs> Allison said, I see that you've really adapted Jolly Wop into your, uh, what did she say? Into your, um, oh, what did she say? Like into your daily language or whatever she said. Dialogue? Yeah. She's like, I'm glad to see that you've really adopted the term Jolly Wop. It's really taken a front seat in your daily word usage. I'm like, yeah, that's what I do, man. I was like, well, you know what? I think it's better for me to say, get out of here. I'm going to Jolly Wop you versus me saying, get out of here. I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah, probably. Well, anyways, back to our um, group of four. So they were all super inseparable, spent all their time together. Um, They were just the best of friends. But as time went on, Kelly and Damien started spending more time alone together than anyone else in their group. And this caused your typical high school drama. Kinsey saw Kelly as a threat. She was taking Damien away from her, her best friend. So Kinsey became jealous of all the alone time that they were having and made it known to both Kelly and Damien that she didn't like it. She felt that she was losing power and that was not something Kinsey was okay with. So Kinsey kicked Kelly out of their group and she started to ignore her and instructed Damien and Elodie to do the same. And as their so-called leader of the group, they listened to her and they slowly started to weed Kelly out of their group. Okay, that to me is weird though because she didn't have a problem with Damien having a girlfriend. Right. But she has a problem with Damien having another friend who's a girl. Right. Yeah, that to me is weird. Right. Well, I guess it's because, like, his girlfriend is his girlfriend. But, like, Kelly was his friend where she was, like, Kinsey was his friend. So now she's, Kelly's taking away that friend role that Kinsey has. Suppose. I don't know. Kinsey kind of seems a little cuckoo bananas to me. I think they're going to kill Kelly. You think so? Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. That's how it appears to me. So Kelly was lonely and upset that her friends had ditched her. She decided that she would reach out to Elodie over Instant Messenger. She figured that was her best bet since Kinsey was so against her that she thought maybe she could get Elodie on her side, which then would get Damien on her side, and then Damien would get Kinsey on her side. So she tried to talk to Elodie, but she ignored her like they had been this whole time. So now Kelly had decided to tell Elodie that her and Damien had a real connection, and they'd actually been hooking up. What? Yes. Was Kelly, this actually happening, or this was just, like, her plan to get them back? I don't know, but that's what she said in her instant messages. That's, like, a horrible plan. Yeah. I think it was, like, she was mad. Like, she was trying to, like, befriend her, so then that wasn't working, so then she was like, well, screw you, I was sleeping with your boyfriend. Right, but I wonder if she actually was, or if that was just, like, her plan to get it back. If so, horrible plan. Yeah. I think it was more like a revenge. Like, you're not going to be my friend anyways, so. Right. I'm going to piss you off. So, I don't know if she really was or not, but that's what she said in her messages, in her instant messenger. How 2000s is that? Yeah, for sure. 
So after that, Elodie did message her back. She basically just said that her and Damien aren't going to break up, so she needed to back off. After a few more weeks of being alone, no friends, she was starting to get depressed. But Kinsey reached out to Kelly. So Kelly's over the moon. Kinsey says that she wants to hang out with her and work on mending their friendship. So of course, Kelly takes the opportunity. She thinks her friends are coming to their senses. She never did anything wrong in the first place. They all just ostracized her for no reason. So she just thinks that everything seems to be getting back on the right track. False. That is until September 13th when Kelly goes missing before she ever gets to mend her friendships. I feel like maybe those friendships are the ones that unmended her. Maybe. So initially they thought that um, Kelly had just left on her own. Her car was nowhere to be found. And her dad lived out of town. She was just by herself with her mom. I know. I hear you rolling your eyes and huffing and puffing. I know. It's so annoying. (laughs) It makes me so mad. But at this point, she was 18. I don't care how many people are running away and starting new lives without telling anybody. First of all, if you are irresponsible, be better. No, I agree. I mean, like, I would never run away. Okay, first of all, if I were to run away, I would leave you clues. You would know. (laughs) Except I'm kind of oblivious. I've already told you, if I go missing, I ran away. Don't come looking for me. Yeah, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Okay, well, don't. So at this point, she was 18, so her dad lived away, so they just thought that, you know, maybe she left to go see her dad. So they got in contact with her dad, and he says that he hasn't heard from her in a while, and they had no plans of her coming to visit him. So they knew something was wrong. So a huge search party was launched to look for Kelly. Within um, a few days, they find her car. It's in an impound lot about 25 miles away from her job where she was last seen. Her car had been left at a local mall, and after three days of it being there without anyone coming for it, it had been towed. So they searched the car, and they found DNA in the car, including fingerprints on the steering wheel that didn't match Kelly's. But they also didn't have any other matches to whose fingerprints they were. So after her car was found, the searches grew even bigger. They knew something had to be wrong with Kelly. She wouldn't just leave her car like that. So they no longer thought she ran away. probably wouldn't leave her life like that either. I mean, probably not. But I don't think they were just saying, like, oh, she ran away to start a new life. I think they were just saying, like, oh, she just went to visit her dad. You know, she wasn't having a good time at home. So she just wanted to escape for a little bit. I mean, not that that's right. They shouldn't have done that. But I think that's kind of what, that's what it sounded like they were kind of going through. So annoying. No, I agree. 100%. So the searches grew um, very large. There were vigils constantly held in her honor. Posters everywhere through the towns. The whole community was really on edge. Redlands was a very small town, and it was not a place that anything like this had ever happened. After many interviews with her family, friends, co-workers, and classmates, they were nowhere near finding out what happened to Kelly. Every lead just came to a dead end. That was until three weeks later on October 4th, which I think is real funny. Did they ask her friends about it? They did. Okay. So, on October 4th, which is today, so I thought that was kind of cool. So on October 4th, there was a group of three paintballers in a remote area called The Ghost Town. Paintballers? Yeah, that was their hobby. It was 2003. Okay. Nothing else to do. Yeah, I mean, I feel you. I just think it's so, so weird. They're just out paintballing. I think that's a weird way to describe people as paintballers. But okay. I mean, three dudes playing paintball. Is that better? Okay. So anyways, they're in a remote area called Ghost Town. And they discovered a random couch in the middle of this area. And they're like, oh, super weird. So they get kind of closer, and it smells awful. Lovely. 
So they get a little closer for their investigation. They see a human leg sticking out from underneath the couch. Oh! Yeah, super gross. So they contact the cops, and the cops came. The remains found were a match to Kelly Bullwinkle. Oh! They had her under a freaking couch? Yeah, under a couch in a weird remote area called Ghost Town. That sucks, man. Yeah. What are you doing? Stop drawing and listen to me. I made an ugly Christmas sweater. No. Listen to me. So she was laying underneath the couch in a shallow grave with two bullet holes in her head. So they think that this seems Hate personal. That, I know. Gross. Under a like, couch? What a trash. Like, under a couch. I mean, she was, what, 17 years old? You said she was born in 85. This is 2003. Oh, she was 18. Okay. Yeah, she just 18 years old. Bullet hole in her head under a couch. Like, what trash bag mother effers? Yeah, for real. Real trash bags. I freaking hate that. Ugh. So it seems personal. They don't really think it was random. So again, they interview her family and friends. And that's when they find out about all of the Damien drama. So before, they didn't really hear a lot about that. But now that, you know, they're interviewing her family and friends even more, it's kind of coming out. So they search Kelly's computer and they find um, all of her messages with Elodie. And they find that those were um, actually pretty threatening. From Elodie? Elodie. Damien's girlfriend. No, I know who Elodie is. I said from Elodie. Like, was Elodie being threatening or was Kelly? Elodie was threatening Kelly. Okay. So Elodie says, to back off, I wouldn't want anything to happen to you. Was her response to her telling her that she was with her boyfriend. Right. So this puts Elodie as their top suspect. She has a motive jealousy over damien obviously makes sense she threatened kelly and they had a record of it but she also had an alibi she was moving that day and she has tons of eyewitness statements to prove her whereabouts okay so kinsey was questioned next um she says that she was with damien they went to dinner and then they went to the movies they have receipts to prove it yeah i gotta say damien and uh what's her name Kinsey. Kinsey. Their relationship is getting... I mean, at first you were like, best friend, boy, girl. I wasn't really concerned about it. Yeah. But now they're kind of like, creepy, right? They're getting kind of weird. Like, they're spending a lot of time together going on, like, secret dates together. I mean, not secret, but, like, going on dates together. I mean, they went to movies together, like, while his girlfriend was moving. He should have been helping his girlfriend move. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely not a fan of this relationship between those two, for sure. No, it's weird. I don't I don't get it. I don't get the whole relationship between the whole four of them. I think the whole thing is kind of creepy, honestly. Yeah. So, you know, parent, like, Kelly thought Kinsey was, like, her best friend, but then, like, the whole best friend group, Kelly had a crush on her other friend's boyfriend, who also apparently was, he was dating Elodie, but then he was also hanging out with Kinsey, like, the whole thing's just super weird to me. Right, but we don't have any confirmation of if the sleeping with no Kelly actually happened. No, that was okay. just her saying that. Okay. So... Kinsey has her alibi, says that she's a Damien, but she did give the police a list of suspects that she thinks could be involved in Kelly's death. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. So she tells the police about her and Kelly had just started using drugs. So her theory was that Kelly's death was related to the drug dealers. So investigators did confirm that Kelly and Kinsey had been experimenting with drugs. And they narrowed it down to who their dealers were. Their names were Jim and Bob. I don't know if those are real names, but that's what I found. 
like it. So Jim and Bob were career criminals. But they stated that they had an alibi for the day um, that Kelly was killed. They were committing other crimes. So they couldn't have been killing her. Okay. They were um, dealing drugs and doing burglaries. So Convenient. Couldn't have killed Kelly. Were they charged with these other crimes that they committed to? I mean, I would assume so. It says that they checked out these crimes and they were cleared of any involvement in Kelly's murder. So I'm assuming that they did find out they were, in fact, doing these other crimes and they charged them with these crimes. But I don't know. Okay. I accidentally said committed. I meant admitted. Not committed. Yeah. <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> okay. As long as you know. <laughs> yeah. So they were cleared. So next, Kinsey points her finger at Kelly's co-worker. She tells the police that she overheard one of Kelly's male co-workers telling another one of their co-workers that he actually hated Kelly and wanted her dead. That's convenient. So again, the police track this man down and nothing. He's cleared. Realistic question, though. Have you ever had a co-worker you hated so much that you wish them to die? Mm, no. No. I've hated a lot of my co-workers. I can name like 10 off the top of my head. I've never wanted any of them to die. I've wanted them not to work with me anymore. Right, but, like, that's kind of, that's kind of, like, intense. Like, oh, hated her so much you want her dead. Yeah. I mean, there's very few people ever in this world that I'm, like, I want them dead. I mean, you know, murderers, maybe. Okay, I was about to say, I don't know if anyone in this world I want dead, Ashley. You're a psycho. I mean, people that kill other people. I mean, yeah, I suppose, but... I just think it's very strange to be, like, oh, her co-worker wandered dead. Like, that's pretty silly person to point fingers yeah. at. I think that's a little little dramatic. Right. So, Kinsey leads the police down several, several rabbit holes. And she's just wasting their time and resources. Uh, yeah. At first, the police just thought Kinsey was being a good friend. Supposedly, this was Kelly's best friend, according to her. So, she was just trying to help. But after so many different stories, they began to think that Kinsey isn't actually helping. Maybe she's trying to shift the blame off of herself. Freaking shocker. Yeah, I know. So surprised. So they became very suspicious of Kinsey. So they started to question her family and friends. They talked to her cousin, who said that he occasionally hung out with Kenzie and Damien. And the police asked if he had noticed anything suspicious with Kinsey. He recalls that one time he was in the car with them and Damien was driving. Kinsey pulled out a gun from the glove box and gave it to Damien, who looked it over gave it back to Kinsey. She put it away. Interesting. And then they continued their drive like nothing had ever happened. Okay. I do that all the time. Can't really say that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. I just pull out guns all the time, look at them, put them away. Yeah. No, I don't do that. That's weird. <laughs> so the police shift their focus and their focus on Damien as well. He denies the story. He says he never had a gun. He has no idea what they're talking about. Her cousin's a loon. Didn't happen. So they keep questioning him, but now his story changes. He does remember having a gun. Convenient. He says that his brother gave it to him, but he actually just threw it out in the storm drain, so he doesn't have it anymore. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Why are you going to throw a gun into a storm drain? I'm going to assume if this gun really did fit into a glove box, it's like a pistol right. or like a revolver or, I don't know, some sort of a small gun. Those guns are expensive. They're like 500, 600, 400. I mean, like in that range, like hundreds of dollars. You don't just yeah. throw it in a storm drain. 
I mean, sometimes you can get them on Academy, though, for like 150 bucks. Okay, well, I've never Like, off-brand ones. But either way, you're not just going to throw a gun in a storm drain for no reason. Right. I don't care if it's a $20 gun. Like, you're you're not just, like, disposing of them. Right. That's kind of weird. And also, like, usually, like, handguns, don't you need permits for? Yes, they're, like, registered to you. It depends on your state, but, yeah, they're registered to you. I mean, they're in California. I think they have strict gun laws there. I just personally feel like that's not, like, a disposable item. No. Like, you don't just, like, eh, I'm going to throw it away. Some items are disposable. Guns are not disposable. So he took them to the storm drain that he says that he threw it down. They searched the storm drain and the area around it, but the gun was not there. Nowhere to be found. Of course it wasn't. There wasn't any physical proof that Damien was involved, but he did admit to having the gun at some point. So the police obtain a search warrant, and they search his house. In his bedroom, they find ammo that matches what was used to kill Kelly. Shocker. So they talk to his older brother who had given him the gun. He says that he did give Damien, Damien, he did give Damien a gun. He even let Damien come to his land to practice shooting it. The police go to this land and they find casings that match the casings that were found next to Kelly's body. So again, they question Damien and he denies having anything to do with it. But he's very cooperative with the police, answers all their questions, helps any way he can. So with only a small amount of circumstantial evidence, they can't hold Damien. They let him go. They question more of Damien's family and friends and they all give a very similar story. They say that Damien and Kinsey have this super weird bond. He never does anything without Kinsey's blessing. It was almost like she controlled him. She had this super weird hold over him. Yeah, it is super weird. I agree with that. At first, I didn't think so, but as the story progressed. It's a little weird. So with everyone talking about how influential Kinsey was on Damien, the police start again to look more into her. When... A couple weeks after, there was a memorial held for Kelly where the community met to paint rocks and light candles, and it was organized by Kelly's best friend, Kinsey. Hmm. However, she was acting, like, super strange at the memorial. She had this, like, upbeat, happy demeanor the whole time, which really didn't look good for Kinsey. If it was truly her best friend, then you would think she would be at least a little sad. Yes. So, after seeing her, like, at this memorial... Talking to Damien, talking to Damien's friends, they bring her into questioning again. She's super cooperative, answers all their questions, denies any involvement. After a little while of interrogation, she questions, she stops questioning and asks for a lawyer. With her stopping the questioning and no solid evidence against her, they had to let her go. But police continued to monitor her. They started a tail on her and even tapped into her phone calls, hoping that she would say or do something to incriminate herself. Within one day, she did. Kinsey called a long-distance friend and filled her in on the whole story of what happened. Dumbass. She says that her and Damien did kill Kelly, but it was a, just a complete accident. It was a practical joke that went wrong. Oh, okay. They just wanted to scare her, but it was a deadly accident. So with this phone call and all of their other evidence that they have, they arrested both Damien and Kinsey on first-degree premeditated murder. With a $5 million bond each. They had one trial with two separate juries. Which I didn't even know they did. So I thought that was kind of cool. Hmm. Like so it was like, like a jury for each? Or yeah, like, like a jury two for separate each. juries, but like only one trial. Right. Hmm. So. 
like that was happening Interesting. simultaneously at the same time. Like thought that was really weird because I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's interesting. So they drop that they're completely not guilty. They say that they did kill her, but it was an accident. They never meant to hurt her. They were just pray- playing a practical joke, you know, fun times. And then it just went a little too far. It was an unfortunate accident and Kelly died. They said that they had went the day before and dug a shallow grave. And then they asked Kelly to meet them in the remote area, the ghost town, where she arrived. <clears throat> when she arrived, they positioned her in front of the grave and Damien pulled the gun. But it was supposed to be like just like to scare her. Like they weren't actually going to do anything. They just thought it would be funny. Those are my favorite kind of practical jokes when I pull guns on people in shallow graves. Yeah, I don't get it. Like what kind of a joke is that? Right, like they're pieces of trash. <laughs> yeah. So when he pulled the gun out, he accidentally went off. He didn't mean for it to, it just happened. Okay, but if it was a practical joke, the gun shouldn't have been loaded. I agree. Yes, 100%. So he accidentally shot her. It didn't kill her, though. Okay. So they got her help, right? Because that's what they should have done. You would think, but nope. So Kinsey says that she didn't think the first shot killed Kelly. So being a good friend, she shot her again to put her out of her misery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good friend. What a piece of freaking garbage. Or as a good friend, you could take her to the hospital. Exactly. Or as a good friend, not shoot her with a loaded gun. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Ideally that, but. So out of panic, they hid her body with the deserted couch that they found nearby and they left the area. They needed alibis. So they went to Denny's for some dinner and they went to the movies to see Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Okay. They also exchanged rings, like in the movie that they were obsessed with, Natural Born Killers. So it was thought that the act against Kelly was them, like, playing out this movie that they loved so much. Well, right. That's kind of what it seems more like to me. Yes. But nope, they say it was an accident. So the prosecutors argued that it wasn't an accident. They had deliberately planned to kill Kelly. And that's why the day before, they went to dig the grave. That's why Damien got a gun weeks prior from his brother. That's why he brought a loaded gun. And that's why they made fake alibis for themselves. Exactly. Kinsey's defense say that the first shot by Damien did kill Kelly. And therefore, Kinsey can't be charged with murder because she shot a dead person. That is the worst defense I've ever heard. I mean, yeah. Because even if she didn't shoot her, I mean, she lured her out there. She's definitely at least like an accessory to murder. Right. I mean, I guess they were hoping for... And also, she should probably be charged with like mutilation of a dead body. Right. If that's the role we want to take. But okay, whatever. Stupidest defense I've ever heard. So Damien's defense uses the opposite, saying that his shot only grazed Kelly. It was truly an accident. But Kinsey actually killed her with his second shot. Or with her second shot. Okay, what did the experts say, though? Because only one of them could be telling the truth. Which shot killed her? An expert was brought in, and he said that he couldn't definitively say which shot killed Kelly. He believed that it was the first shot, though, since she was dead before she hit the ground. How could he determine that? I don't know, because he's the expert. Okay. I think that's awfully specific if we don't know what shot it was, but we know she was shot before she hit the ground. I don't know. Maybe, like, the way the blood pooled? I don't know. Okay. He's the expert. I mean, I'll take his word for it. Yeah, I don't know. So, because it couldn't actually be proven who shot the lethal bullet, the prosecutors focused on the fact that they were both there. It wasn't an accident. It was premeditated. 
I mean, 100%. I'm on their side with that, for sure. Yes, 100%. So, they used Kinsey's journals as part of the evidence. She wrote, I have no respect for human life whatsoever. I feel like I can take a life. Nobody's innocent, including me. Those were all excerpts from her journal right around the time that Kelly was killed. Yeah, I mean, to me, that screams premeditation. Yeah, I definitely think it is, too. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a sociopath. I don't write that in my journal. I do not either. Maybe that's a normal thing to write, but not something I write. Well, I wouldn't know. I don't have a journal. I don't either. So another thing that they used to show premeditation was that there were changes of clothes in the car for Damien and Kinsey, but not Kelly. Mm. So if they were truly just planning a practical joke and they planned on getting dirty, they would have brought clothes for all of them. But they had no intention of Kelly coming back, and that's why they didn't bring her clothes like they did themselves. That would make sense to me. So the prosecutors also argued that Kinsey was the mastermind, that she just had Damien do her dirty work. And when he didn't accomplish what he was supposed to, she took over. One and a half years. I believe that. Oh, well, me too. 100%. She's a little cuckoo bananas. Well, so is he, but she's definitely yeah. more cuckoo, I think. So one and a half years after Kelly's murder, they reached a verdict. Damien Guerrero had a hung trial of 11 to 1. Did 11 find him guilty or innocent? Yes, 11 found him guilty, but one did not. Okay, so it was okay. a hung trial. I just want to make sure there weren't 11 crazies walking No, nope, just one. Okay. So, Kinsey Nordman was found guilty of first-degree murder and received 45 years to life. Good. 20 of that was for the possession of the gun or firing the gun. It just says for the gun. I'm not really sure exactly what that charge was. Hmm. And then 25 to life was for the murder. So, for the murder, she only got 25 to life, which I think is not enough. Right. And 20 years for the gun. Right. I mean, life is acceptable, but... 25 is not. Right. That means after 25, she's eligible for parole. Right. No, I know. So, after Kinsey received this harsh verdict, again, don't agree with, um, Damien changed his plea, and he pled guilty to second-degree murder, and he received 15 to life. He was eligible for parole in 2018, but he was denied. So, they both remain Mm. in prison at this time, and they both kept their story that it was just an unfortunate accident. A practical joke gone wrong. What freaking trash, I swear. Yeah. First of all, I don't believe that that was an accident. I think if they had accidentally... First of all, I don't feel like you can accidentally shoot someone in the middle of the woods with a loaded gun. Like, if they had planned a practical joke, unload the gun. Yes. There's no reason why they should... And also, multiple rounds. Like, they shot her twice. Well, and also, like, you can't even argue that, like, he didn't know about the gun because his brother had him come to his land and show him how to use it. Right, you can't even say, like, he didn't know how to use a gun. Because his brother said, like, yeah, I gave him the gun, and I let him come fire it at my land, and he learned how to use it. Right. But, like, I could even see them being like, you know, we thought we unloaded the gun, and there was a round in there. But, like, there were multiple rounds, so they didn't even think they unloaded it. Right. Right, like, maybe, like, oh, like, don't, like, doesn't, like, one bullet, like, go into the chamber or something? So, like, maybe, like, they thought they unloaded it, but one was stuck in there. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, I could see that, but not multiple rounds. And then also to say, like, what a piece of absolute trash. To say, oh, well, I wanted to put her out of her misery, so I shot her. I mean, is she a freaking... Is she a dog? Like, dog that you hit in the road? Right. Like, is she a dog you hit in the road that you were like, oh, well, she was suffering, so I wanted to put her out of her misery. Like, what an absolute piece of garbage. Yeah, agreed, 100%. Like, screw you, Kenzie. Screw you, Damien. I hope you stay for life. Yeah. 
I hope. And like, also, she clearly thought they were her friends because she clearly went with them willingly. Yeah. Yeah, she said that, or not she said, because she's dead. But, like, before, she had thought that she was, like, reconciling with them. Like, she just wanted her friends back. Right. They were her only friends. And, like, for what reason? What reason did they have to kill her? Because Kenzie's crazy. Because they were jealous? Because Kenzie, oh, Damien's spending time with her? Like, what an app, ugh. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that case a lot. I don't even know why you told that to me. Well, I'm sorry. That's what I'm here for. To make me angry for days. Like, they didn't even have a good freaking reason. No. I mean, there's no I could somewhat... Okay, but I could have somewhat even seen... Not saying that would have been okay or justified, but, like, Elodie. Right. Taking her out in the woods and shooting her. Like, you slept with my boyfriend? Pow, pow. I could see that. But, like, Kenzie? What the hell did Kenzie have to do with it? Nothing. No, absolutely not. She was just... Didn't like that she was losing control, I guess. I mean, I'm not saying that I would have seen... Like, I'm not saying it would have been okay for Elodie to kill her either, but, like, I could have... Right, it would be more understandable. Right, like, I could, I don't know. Like, there are some times when people kill people, and I, even if it makes me crazy, I can see why they did it. Right, like, I'm like, mm, that was not the best decision, but... Right! Like, I don't ever think it's okay, but I'm like, eh, I mean, I can see why, you know, an unhinged person could possibly make that choice. Right. This is not one of them. No. That's super annoying. No, I don't get it. I mean, I don't really think there's any ever good reason to kill anybody, but, like, if there was a good reason, Kinsey did not have it. No, I don't think there's ever a good reason to kill someone either, but I do think there are some times when I do understand, like, where the motive comes from. That's not a motive I can get behind. No, not at all. Not a single ounce of understanding there. Like, there's sometimes where, like, there's a motive, like, oh, well... We're getting divorced, and she's going to take the kid, so I killed her. Okay, I mean, I don't think that's a great idea, but I can see why you thought that's what you had to do. Or, like, you know, Elodie walked in on Kelly and Damien, and out of such rage, she shot her. Right. Right. Probably not the best idea. Definitely not the best idea, but, like, I get it. Sometimes when we're angry, we do irrational things. Right, but, like, this was a thought-out plan to kill this 18-year-old girl for, I mean, literally, like, no good reason. No No good reason. Like, that's not a good reason at all. She was just a new girl that had no friends, and unfortunately, she found Kinsey. Picked the wrong ones to be friends with. Yeah. I hate that. Me too. Thanks for sharing with me. I appreciate it. Anytime. Sweet. Oh, well, you want to head on over to the Discord for questions? (laughs) Do we have any? No, we don't have any questions. I was just being facetious. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, but whatever. No, we never have any questions. So if you're part of our Patreon, you're in our Discord, ask us some questions for us to ask on the next podcast. Was facetious the right word there? I think so. And the last question we have is from T-Runk. And he says, what is this podcast? Yeah, we already answered that. Yes, facetious. Treating serious issues with deliberately inappropriate humor. So, essentially, the definition of our podcast. (laughs) Yes. But anyway, no, there's no questions in the Discord. But if you're on our Patreon, head on over to our Discord, ask us some questions. We'll answer them at the end of our podcast. Whatever you want to know. You want to know what our favorite color is? Ask it away. You want to know how to make chicken pot pie? Ask. We'll answer any question you could possibly want us to answer. We will. We sure will. And if you're not in our discard, discard. If you're not in our discard, 
If you're not in our Discord, then what are you even doing with your life? Head on over, join it up, pay money just to listen to more of our nonsense. Our nonsense is the best. I agree. Anyway, you want to see what I worked on while you were telling me the story? Ashley is a poop head. That's really rude. Yeah, not done. But I love her. Heart. Heart. That's what I worked on while you were telling me the story. You're still kind of rude, but I love you too. Glad to hear it. All right, well, on that note, uh, peace out. Say we peace on out of here. Get on off here and go to bed. So, okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard and want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our three tiers at the five dollar level we've got the moderately wicked for seven dollars a month we've got the awesomely wicked and for all of those high rollers big ballers out there we got the ten dollar level the extraordinarily wicked as a member of our patreon you are entitled to bonus episodes uh, you also get a one-time shout-out on our podcast, as well as some other cool little extra things going on there. So come on over. Join our fan club. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at... Weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked, or you can literally just search Weekly Dose of Wicked, and we'll pop up because we're the only ones. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com Great news! You can now listen to us pretty much wherever you like to listen to podcasts. That's right, folks. We are big time. You can now hear your Weekly Dose of Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Plus Alexa, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podcast Index, Overcast, Castro, CastBox, and PodFriend. The only place we can't seem to get ourselves on is Pandora. So we'll let you know when that happens. In the meantime, make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly Weekly Dose dose of of Wicked. Wicked. But um, (laughs) I'm...